Well, hello, this is Rudy Holland, PRH Ministries, with uh, our podcast for today. And looking forward to getting into our uh, discussion on the book of Philippians. And we'll be in Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to deal with a couple of other verses that are introducing the second great example that the Apostle Paul gives as to uh, for us to follow in our relationship with others. Last week we talked about how the Lord Jesus had been the supreme uh, example for us to follow. Actually, two weeks ago we talked about that, or two podcasts back we talked about that um, in verses uh, 5 and following. But then it seems that the Apostle Paul does sort of a parenthetical um, period in, in, in the following verses and, and, and talks about how God had rewarded, um, uh, was going to reward the Lord Jesus and he would, he would exalt him and how he would exonerate him and, and no one was going to be excluded. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And so a relationship of service and a relationship of sacrifice Though for the moment may not be seem to be uh, worthwhile, God in His time will reward those who strive to have that kind of relationship with our with brothers and sisters in Christ. So as we think about those things, I I, I want us to see what the Apostle Paul says following that. Sometimes you know we we have to we have to be sure that we. Follow the flow of the thought. The Apostle Paul has said, look at the example of Jesus who was a servant and who sacrificed his life to die for sins. And now God is going to, going to reward him and, and going to exonerate him and going to, uh, uh, he's not going to exclude anybody. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And then he says, he says this in verse 13. He says, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and do his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Now let me go ahead and just preempt, if I can, by statement, the next podcast. The next podcast, we're going to talk about the second great example, and I'm going to use two people instead of one, that the Apostle Paul records for us to, to look at as our examples in our relationship with each other. And he uses himself, and he uses Timothy. But before he does that, he points out the supreme example of Jesus. He points out how God is going to exalt him and exonerate him because of his willingness to become sin for us, even though he knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And now he looks and he says, in light of that, that relationship, and I'm just going to say it plain, plain English so we all understand it, understand it. Quit your griping. Quit your complaining. Stop your murmuring. You know, I find in our, um, in the days in which we live, and especially in church life, 
we're so quick to complain and gripe and you know things aren't going our way and we weren't treated right and and uh, so much of that becomes a thief of the joy that we could be having in Jesus Christ. I won't forget there was a man in my church who came to me and he was he'd been highly offended actually by a family member, uh, one of his family members, and he said to me, he said, the next time I see him, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. And I never, I was just a young pastor. I don't remember what I said back, and probably shouldn't have said it, but I did. I said I wouldn't give him a piece of my mind if I was you. He said, why not? I said I don't think you have any any mind to to spare. You better keep all you got. Now what I was trying to say to him was, best not said. Best not said. A few years ago, I was meeting with a, a young man in the ministry who had been highly offended. And he said, how should I handle it? I said, pray for them, forgive them, and move on. He said, well, I, I, I think, I said, vengeance will never solve anything. And he said, well, and I said, and another thing, Stop talking about it. Quit murmuring. Quit complaining for the way that you were treated. Have you ever been had to, a kiss of betrayal placed upon you, your cheek by the one that you entrusted with the treasury of your organization? So it was with Jesus. Have you ever been taken through a series of mock trials when you were innocent? And even your judges said, I find no fault in you. And then being taken to a, a hill, nailed upon a cross. You ever been brought to that kind of suffering? Well, no. And yet he was a lamb that was led to the slaughter and he opened not his mouth. As a matter of fact, he spoke forgiveness to those <laughs> that placed him on that cross. You and I need to quit complaining about how we're being treated and rejoice in the fact that we're worthy to suffer for the cause of Christ. Paul said, if you want to have a right relationship with others, quit murmuring, quit complaining. Live like you, you're a child of God. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. <laughs> you see, people are looking to see how we're gonna respond when we've been mistreated. May God help us to be lights. May God help us to be testimonies of the grace and the goodness of God. May God help us to do what verse 16 says, holding forth the word of life. And Paul said, if you'll do that, listen to what he said, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. And what Paul was saying was, I came to your city. Some of you got saved. Lydia and others, the Philippian jailer, his household. And there is a body of believers there. There's a, there's a church there. 
Now, stop griping and complaining because of the way maybe the world is treating you and maybe what even others have said about you that were in the faith. Quit murmuring and complaining so that I can be proud, and that's a wrong word to use, but for the lack of a better, I can be proud of the fact that I was there and I had a part in seeing you come to know the Lord. I, I, I think there's something to be said about a quiet spirit. I wish I could tell you I've always had that. I wish I could even tell you I have that today. I'm, that's not my personality, but that's not an excuse. I, learned, I need to learn to submit and subject my personality, my feelings to the Lord. I need to learn how to allow the Spirit of Christ not only to live in me, but to live through me in my relationship with others. It's easy to gripe, it's easy to complain about the way others treat you. As I said, I, I shared with that individual in ministry who had felt so betrayed by, by folks in, in the ministry. I said, look, you can't change what has happened, but you can move on. And I said this to someone from years ago, going through some trials and tribulations with other people. I said this, I said, the greatest answer to criticism is success. And you say, well, could you relate that to Jesus? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, they accused him of all manner of things, breaking the laws of Moses and so on. And they eventually getting him, put him on the cross. They've won, they've won, they've won. They laid him in a borrowed tomb. <laughs> and three days later, God said, I'm going to exonerate him. And the Bible says he was raised from the dead. And he was seen of multitudes and seen of the disciples. And even today, once a year, we have a time, we call it Easter. And that's the day that we remember that though he was abused, falsely accused, and crucified, he was victorious. God honored him. God blessed him. Now, I don't expect to be raised from the dead, but I can tell you this. I've seen God raise me from the ashes of criticism and defeat to allow me to once again be used in his work, in his service. And I can tell you, keep your spirit right. Keep your heart right. Keep your relationship right. Watch your murmuring. Watch your complaining. Watch your criticism. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And if you do that, God will bless you. And your joy will be full. And you can rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, like the Apostle Paul said, because you're not going to let what somebody else does or say keep you from enjoying your relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, when you focus on what other people are saying about you and you're focusing on what other people have done to you and are doing to you, 
you're taking your eyes off of what Jesus did for you, what Jesus wants to do in you, and what, God, what Jesus wants to do through you, and you are substituting all of that for all of this negativism. Live above it. For we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And our joy is full. Not because of all the accolades and acceptance and all that of the world and other people. Not even of other Christians. It's being able to sit and say, I know whom I have believed. I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against the day of his coming. And I know my heart's right with him. Therefore, I must be right with others that I may maintain my right standing before him. I believe God wants us to live in the fullness of his joy. I believe God wants us to rejoice in the Lord. And again, always I say rejoice. I believe God wants us to never, ever become the victim of our circumstances, nor a victim of the treatment from the hands of other people. Well, next week we'll continue on to talk about Paul and Timothy and what Paul says and his relationship with Timothy. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about the, uh, how that they're a great example for us to follow, that our joy might be full that we might rejoice in the Lord always. I've enjoyed being with you today, and I hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Why don't you let somebody else know about the podcast? Tell them to tune in. We're just going through making simple commentary on the text as it is written, and hopefully pointing out some things along the way that will help us live in the fullness of our Lord's joy the joy that is ours in Jesus. God bless you today. I hope you have a great day, and and, uh, until next time, goodbye.